Day Planet Earth, Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say, and totally stoked to have Ryan Davis in the studio right here in, in Roswell, Georgia, a native uh, Georgian, which is a rare occurrence. And he's joined by Tom Ladow, the uh, just, uh, you know, legendary Tom Ladow, out of, uh, also out of Roswell, Georgia. Guys, I can't thank you enough for joining me in, on uh, Ride the Vibe. Ryan, welcome. Thank you for Good having us here. Oh, my gosh. And we I got to give a shout-out to my friends at Verant Brewing. So one of the three microbreweries we here, have here in Roswell, Georgia. Matt Curling uh, is the owner and the brewmaster. And his lovely wife, Lauren Curling, is the general manager. And they got a little, uh, what did they tell me? Eight, no, nine-month-old baby Liam, who I got to meet today, when I picked up the brew that we're featuring on the show a mocha crazy grandma, and this is an imperial version of their crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy mama milk stout. I've already had a couple sips and can't even say it. Brewed with lactose, chocolate, and coffee, and it has a full, rich, and decadent chocolate flavor with a soft coffee uh, roast finish. And we all think it's pretty good, pretty darn good. Absolutely, like your brownie and your beer. All yeah. In one. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad gig. So thanks to Verant Brewing and uh, Matthew for that, and we're we're enjoying that. So the way we roll this out, uh, Ryan, for your fans and Tom, for your fans, which are uh, Legion, is it's a CD listing party format. So we're going to play a bunch of your songs, Ryan, off your original uh, album, Brushfire. Not in their entirety, because we want people to go out and buy them. We're going to play a little bits of them, and then we're going to talk about it. Talk about the backstory, the formation, et cetera, et cetera. How's that sound to you guys? That sounds pretty good, yeah. Excellent. Well, I think we ought to start with one. What do you think? I think uh, one's always a good place to start. <laughs> Perfect. I think we should start with Autumn Leaves Live. This is the one with Tom and, Tom and me. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good. I thought it was a fitting way to start. Waheed, what do you think? Listen to Tom do a little intro for this one.
gosh, I love that. And how fitting, Autumn Leaves. And that was done live up in Soleil, Laurel Canyon. Talk about that, Ryan, that collaboration, or Tom, either one started. Yeah, well, that was uh, uh, in uh, Canton, I believe that is. And yep. Canton is, uh, and Tom will tell you, Yeah. it's becoming a hotbed for the uh, a lot of those 55-plus uh, yeah. uh, retirees. And uh, so the music of that style is certainly well-received up there. And when yeah. we did that gig, that was, uh, I think, our second or third uh, foray with the Ryan Davis quintet, quintet. we were calling it. Yep. And uh, so it was Tom there, and you can't really, it was mainly Tom on that last track you yeah. heard. But the other guys that were playing on that were, um, uh, who was it? Del Baroni uh, yeah. and, and uh, Bob Boyce and Steve Giobi. And that wow. was our, that was our drum, sax, time. and uh, bass. Yeah, I love for that. that. What a great song. So we're trying to do that and do more of that. Well, and they uh, found you. I mean, Soleil found Ryan performing. Uh, and had to have him do a show. Yeah, it took, it took me a while to get in there. Apparently, they've got a stringent uh, <laughs> quality, quality control. I don't, and you, I don't, you look a little suspect, right? I still don't know why they let me in there, but I think well, they— Well, this is that unbelievably great voice. They finally, well, they finally heard enough, I guess, from the people clamoring, and that's sort of the way they told me. They, they heard yeah. from this group who heard me, and yeah. then they heard from this group over here who heard me sing at this place. Yeah. And when they finally got enough, I guess— to pique their interest, yeah. they gave me a call. And, wow, I love and, uh, it. So well, maybe, lucky them. And we were talking offline, and if anyone knows, they can uh, they can type in on Facebook or or uh, the Podbeam uh, you know, site when the show gets posted and let us know if there's a connection with the Laurel Canyon of iconic fame out of California. In the 60s. In the yeah, si late yeah. uh, 60s where yeah. it was a hotbed for uh, music coming out of there, Joni Mitchell, et cetera. Well, so how did you all meet? What's the connection there? Well, well, so uh, I let's was fortunate. Let's see what you remember. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so you get our stories. <laughs> yeah, we right. got to get it in for right. early before Tom has too <laughs> much right. of that uh, yeah. mocha yeah. crazy uh, and, grandma. Yeah, I would which recommend is delicious, that. by the way. Yeah, which is delicious. <laughs> yeah, no, I was fortunate enough to be hired by a band called Big Band uh, Atlanta, and and I've done various gigs with them, but but. I'll let Ryan tell you how he got connected with him, but I was just the piano player on the big band on a couple of big band gigs that was supporting Ryan. And yeah. I don't know how you guys connected really. Well, the the big band Atlanta connection uh, goes back a long time for me, further yeah. back because they found me after that original album that I did, Brushfire, Brushfire which yep. we'll be talking about yeah, later. We're talk a lot about that. that. Led me to them, okay, and then uh, and then ultimately for us getting together. I was doing a big band show uh, with Big Band Atlanta, and Tom was brought in as the piano player. Yeah. And uh, for that show, I, w I was partnering with another singer. We were doing kind of a duet yeah. type of a Martin and Lewis, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just singing the standards, but having fun and yeah. being off the cuff and really planned but not planned kind of a approach. Yeah. And uh, Tom saw, was, saw that was a part of it. I think he did two shows with us, me and this other guy yeah. uh, named uh, uh, Mac Dillon. And uh, so we Gotta did some love shows that together. name, Ryan Davis and, and Mac Dillon. Dillon. And, Dillon. And we called it we called it Dylan and Davis. <laughs> I like oh good. And we had a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, you know our circumstances, we still will do shows together if yeah. we get something up. But right now right. he's had to move out to uh, North Carolina, I think. Okay. Uh, but uh, we're still in connection, so you know we're always open to do something. But that's how Tom saw me and saw us was on that show, and that's things took off from there. I love that. And your Brushfire album, yeah, was done. All, um, or the majority of it, original songs written yeah. with your cousin, Joe Darnell. Yeah. So you want me to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, because then I want to cue up uh, be, uh, be Mine. Well, the, be, the, the I'll give you a quick part of it, and oh, we yeah, might no. go into it more we'll afterwards. Come, absolutely. But, uh, my cousin, I think his second cousin or whatever, he's a cousin of some degree. Yeah. Uh, Joe Darnell, and he's always dabbled in music all yeah. his life. Yeah. Since I was little. Like you. Yeah. And I we're remember he talk a lot about that. He sent us songs when we were kids and he just he wrote a lot of good stuff. He never really pushed it out there. Yeah. It was more like for himself, I guess. But anyway, he knew as I got older, he heard me singing these songs that I like so much, which yeah. the standards, the jazz. And so he yeah. You know, these are great songs, but I'm a songwriter. Right. Let me see if I can write some new stuff for Ryan. Yeah. So the idea was he was going to write the songs, and then when they were done, I'd come in and sing them, and that'd be it. And I'd yeah. like, that'd be cool. But as he kept going on or getting into it, he realized how much he didn't know about the genre. Uh. So he asked me if, since I listen to and sing it, perform it, if if I would be willing to sort of collaborate with him on this rather than just show up and sing it. Yeah. Help him form these songs that he's yeah. written and arrange them 
and so that they will sound authentic and yeah. then sing them as well. Right. So what started off as sort of a him doing all the legwork and me singing became a 50-50 deal uh, of all original songs, which he wrote. So they're all original, uh, but they're written and done and arranged, I think, from my involvement, they yeah. became arranged and recorded in such a way as to hearken back to the old yeah. recording style yep. where everybody was in the room together and to yep. hearken to that old-fashioned jazz big band standards that people are yeah, used, to. used to. So those songs should sound familiar to the listener, even if they've never heard them. It, it should be like, I could have heard Dean Martin recording yeah. this one, or I could have heard Sammy Davis recording this one. Well, you accomplished it because, uh, well, <laughs> you know, in the run-up to the show, and I, I, pr I pride myself on trying to do my research— I, I really had to dig to find out, you know, which, yeah. and I, some I thought maybe weren't, but okay, now you're telling well, me they all were. But they I, all were. I, I was I was really blown away. I, I was very, very surprised because I'm thinking, wow, that, that's not an original. That was someone else. So that's how the <laughs> brush fire thing kind of got going. But yeah. there's a, like I was telling you before we started recording today, yeah. it is a, uh, it was a, a huge undertaking and interesting backstory of actually yeah. how we accomplished what the end product. There's a lot that goes into that. You can just you hear the that, can we Can we hold on we'll, that so we, we can hear a little hold. song? Yes, a little teaser. A little be mine. <laughs> I like it. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. And we're not playing this song in its entirety, y'all. We're going to play just a portion of it so that you are incented to go out and A, buy some music from Ryan, and then B, and or B, go see him live. So let's hear a little be mine, Valentine, if we could, Waheed. An original song off of Brush Power. Saw her on the corner Waiting for the light to change Making her way Up 6th Avenue I was having lunch at a sidewalk cafe When she stopped next to my table Adjusting the strap Of her high heel shoe Beautiful Like an evening sky She was beautiful Like a princess in disguise Surely she must be Someone's valentine Oh, I wish she were mine Standing there for bus number three I heard someone behind me Digging through their pockets Looking for the fare So I turned around and to my surprise That same pretty girl gave me a smile You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say and in this case playing brush fire from ryan davis and that was be my valentine ryan just before break talk a little bit about uh the formation of that album and how how that came to be sure so i went into why the album was done yeah uh when we started doing it um we realized real fast i think the idea was we're just going to do a lot of sampled instruments and nothing real you know just just use the keyboard let's just use the computer yeah uh, but as we started going on, I would suggest to Joe, who is my collaborator at this point. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, this would really sound good if we had a real fill-in-the-blank or yeah. we had a real um, a bass or a real this or that. Yeah. And uh, and since I had been singing around here and there uh, periodically, I, I had developed some relationships with a few live musicians. Yeah. Uh, Ken Gregory runs a studio out of Atlanta, and he plays a number of instruments. So anyway, I suggested it to Joe. He said, let's 
call up some of your contacts and see what they're willing to do because yeah. we don't have the money <laughs> yeah, for money for oh, that darn money thing. <laughs> that's always the money. So yeah, yeah. we thought maybe we could work out something. So yeah. we started down that road. Uh, and the long story short of it is it, it became a big barter system. Ah. So what can we do for you yeah, yeah. to get this on the it. album? I love it. So for example, with Ken, who, uh, by the way, played, uh, half of the instruments oh and then gosh. one other lady played the other half yeah. and that's it. Wow. So Two people, so whatever issues. you hear yeah. on the product. Uh, it should sound like a room full of people, yeah. but it was really just two people. Oh and then I think gosh. some extra things that were filled out where it's just Joe bass, computer, uh, drum sounds I just to fill that. it out. So two and then three people Very pretty much cool. did the whole thing. I love that. So with Ken, we said, here's what we'd like from you. Rhythm guitars. Yeah. We would like all the, uh, uh, trombones you can do. Yeah. <laughs> we would like, uh, uh, what else did he do? He did trumpets. Bring, bring in coffee. Trumpets. Bring coffee and donuts. <laughs> so it was fortunate that Kim plays so many instruments. Yeah, so yeah. we got him to do everything he could do. Yeah. And what we did was paint his house. Oh, no way. Literally. <laughs> clean the his- The Tom Sawyer thing. Clean his house. <laughs> re remodel his house. Any His wife had us doing stuff in his yard. Oh, my God. And so we were- And this was all for- You and your, your cousin, Joe. Yeah. With me and my cousin. And sometimes Joe's kids would help out or his oh wife would help gosh. out. And we were there uh, painting and doing stuff in the winter and trying to get this done. We went to his studio in Atlanta where they have graffitied and yeah, we, covered we covered that, that up. Mm -hmm. So we just, we were hired out yeah. to pay for what he was giving us. Yeah. And, uh, and so there, that's how we I gotta, I gotta just interject there because that's a takeaway for you aspiring musicians out there. Do whatever it takes, right? I mean, you can't, you gotta what's, check your pride at the door. You, what's you the were not too at? proud. Yeah. What's the harm in asking right. at least? Right, 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 so here, right. What, what can I do for you besides money? Yeah. That could be worthwhile. It can be, and that was it. It's, oh my gosh! I got it. Well, we got. We're going to take a short break to support our sponsor, which in this case is DRS Atlanta, the studio we're in, the beautiful living room uh, style setting we've got here. Wahid Gomes. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're going to come back and talk more yeah. about uh, how you barter. <laughs> <laughs> DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services, such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. You're back on Ride the Vibe. Ryan Davis, Tom Ladau, and Tom was just telling us offline during the break that he had an experience with Ken. Well, well yeah, Ken's been around forever. He's yeah. a, a, a true professional musician yeah. and a great studio engineer, and he has a great studio. He's had it forever yeah. downtown Atlanta when I first moved here. From Birmingham. Uh, from Birmingham. Yeah. A couple of years after I, I did my first CD here with, over at Ken's studio. So, But you didn't have to... Uh, you were, you no, were kidding. You it, didn't have to. I, I don't think Ken, Ken doesn't want me to do it with a paintbrush in my hand. I can, you know, I can. That's, that's not a, a sustainable strategy. Yeah, maybe rake a few leaves, but that would be about it. That's awesome. Well, I you know, talking about that, I mean, I, I had uh, Stephen Gustafson, the bass player from 10,000 Maniacs, and they came down from New York to Atlanta because they'd heard Atlanta was such a hotbed. Yeah. And they found that they just couldn't get gigs and they were mowing lawns yeah. and raking leaves and they ended up going back. To uh, to New York and then started a you know to tour religiously, yeah. but yeah, so kudos to you, well, Ryan. You Whatever the, it takes. Yeah, you love for the music and trying yeah. to get it out there. You got to figure out what you, you can do it. and then uh, go out there and ask for so it. So two and, people on the whole album. So two people. You so pay for it with your uh, labor. <laughs> we we paid for it with the labor or whatever it is they could ask. Yeah. That we could do and, and so it's a, uh, it's a great CD. Brush well, thank fire. you. And yeah. and so the other person that helped us out with it was uh, Marla Feeney. Okay. Now, if you haven't heard of her, she is she runs a studio, but not like a recording. She teaches. Okay. She is a classically trained uh, uh, Juilliard quality wow. violinist. Wow. And also, she plays most like most violins violinists do. She plays all the uh, the woodwinds. Yeah. Saxophones and, and flutes. Yeah. Uh, a tremendous. Michael, she is a monster. Tremendous. Wow. She right. Uh, a she native is, Atlantan. 
I don't know if she's from I don't think Atlanta. so. I don't think yeah. so, but she is absolutely. You heard her when Joe Granston played it. Yeah, Music she's in his band now. Uh, she was the she was the clarinet soloist for one thing, uh, which was Music just on the hill. yeah, Music uh, on the Hill. Uh, she is, and I got to I got to get on my soapbox real quickly with Music on the Hill. Roswell leadership, don't let Music on the Hill go away. Music, keep music on the hill going. For Thank you. 2020, Tom get, Liddell. Get and then we're going to get Ryan yeah. Davis. Get me and Tom up there. It'll never go away. <laughs> and then just hold off the rain, yeah. darn it all. <laughs> yeah, Ryan and I will go rake the, rake the leaves for it. <laughs> you guys hear that, Mayor? You we'll, hear set that? <laughs> we'll, we'll set up, we'll clean up the ground, set the stage up, and perform. And while he now help. <laughs> so, back well, Marla, up. Marla is tremendous, and uh, the reason she got involved with it uh, is because she was married to another relative of mine, uh, a cousin, a distant cousin. And uh, so she was coming to family functions, and we yeah. always heard, uh, here's so-and-so's wife, and she ought to hear her, you ought to hear her play violin or yeah. clarinet or whatnot. So we contacted her, and so she was willing to barter for some stuff. So she runs a studio where yeah. she teaches kids, the musicians, yeah. how, to, how to play, young musicians, how to play these instruments. And so Joe went in there and painted a mural for her. <laughs> Now, Joe and myself are also artists, and uh, we can yeah. touch on that. Yeah, I do I, I've got that illustrations yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. so that was part of our pitch is what do you need done, and yeah. also do you need anything artistically done? So, so it went, wasn't like having Tom come and paint. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I yeah, That goes the other way. You got to pay to get that cleaned up. Cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. So they had we, you guys yeah. were professional. So, Tom, so Joe painted a mural. We yeah. also cleaned her studio and painted her studio and yeah. repaired some stuff and went offered to go to her house and do So we bartered with her. And yeah. so... It was fortunate that, to know two different musicians who play so many instruments. Yeah. That's why together yeah. they could fill out this full big band album. And all that we did that was lacking was we we subbed in the bass with the keyboards and yeah. stuff. Joe did that. Yeah. And any particular uh, sound effect drum sounds. But yeah. the drums were live and and all the mus instruments were live except for like a few tinkling instrumental sounds, yeah. uh, effect sounds, yeah. and the bass. That was it. Wow. So... Uh, we cool bartered, we begged, borrowed, begged and sealed, as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. But we got the album done, yeah. and uh, I, it was. And then the the labor on me and Joe was not just the work and getting it, getting the projects coming in from these great artists recording right, for us. Right. But once they dumped it all in our laps, the post production was a bear for Joe and myself, and we spent yeah. a lot of time editing. You can imagine yeah. these different studios and different sounds trying to coalesce it. To sound like they were in the same room together. And since I operate a recording studio yeah. part-time out of my house, right. I had a little more uh, used in that field of doing that. Yeah. And Joe had done a little bit. So together, we just worked like crazy. I've never cut and spliced and edited so many little pieces in my life. <laughs> it was became a so nightmare. truly a labor of love. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it, and, but once it was done... When did you start it, Ryan? When we, from start to finish? I think the whole thing was first uh, talked about in late 2000. 2011. Wow. And I think we actually started doing something on it in 2012. Oh my God. And then, of course, it was finished and released, I believe, December, December 2014. 14. So, another lesson, another takeaway patience. You got to have, have You have to have patience. And you got to stay true north to your passion, right? I mean, you, right. You, and, and you, got, you can get sidetracked, but if you stay true north you, and you're patient and persistent and put sweat equity in, you can make it happen. And and I So think go out and buy this CD. It pays off. You, you didn't hear this backstory. No one to buy this CD. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. we can do. You, you tell us if we pulled it off or not. <laughs> yeah, Let us right. know. <laughs> buy, buy it first. Yeah, that's listen right. to it. That's and then right. tell us exactly. if you think. <laughs> so, it's a Starbucks for crying out loud. <laughs> and go out and support Verant Brewing. And let them know you want to, uh, you know, see some live music at Verant. And maybe Ron will show up and uh, do a little performance there with Tom. Yeah. Well, it is, a, it is a quality CD. I had yeah. nothing to do with it. Yeah. but. You know, the you didn't qualify. You didn't compromise on the quality. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I've enjoyed uh, listening to it. And again, you really can't. You have to be a very discerning listener, which I'm not necessarily. You know, as as it relates to who did you know the songs, but you have to really go. Whoa, that's not done by Sinatra, or that wasn't done originally by Dean Martin, or whoever. Well, it's very it might nice. Be. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I'm glad that that's your and takeaway. To hear from that it. that's what you were going and, for. And, it's yeah, really cool. And I'd have to say. Uh, you know, involving people we knew and relatives. It was a lot of relatives in this. For yeah. example, uh, I think five of the tracks, I don't know if I sent you any for samples, but five of the tracks have the good old-fashioned 40s uh, six-part harmony background singers. Yeah. 
they're all family. You got my mom, my dad, my brother, and a, a friend of Joe's, the, the other writer, singing all the male parts. And then on the women's, you got, I mean, uh, you got uh, my dad, rather, and my brother and a friend of Joe's singing. So you got three guys. And then on the girl side, you got my mom, my sister, and Joe's oldest daughter singing oh the female gosh. parts. And that's six-part harmony. So they're all doing that. And all those vocal harmonies were arranged by me. Oh, my God. Uh, and the whole so album. So it's a family of, and, and your background, and we're going to touch on it. I want to hear, I want to, if we could, because you've teed it up brilliantly. Uh, let's hear the title track. What do you think? Brushfire. Yeah, let's hear Brushfire. Okay. And then we're going to come back. Uh, we'll take a little break, then come back, and we're going to talk about your uh, upbringing, because okay. you come from a family of musicians. Mission Impossible. <laughs> James Bond, that's sort of the Brushfire uh, idea yeah. there. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> what do you think, Wahid? Let's cue up a little Brushfire. And again, we're not playing this in its entirety because we want you to buy that CD. Yeah, plus it's a nine minute track, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> Champagne goes flat. The band has played the last song. Nothing's forever. The fruit of the vine withers And the warm afternoons grow so cold Starts burning like a live wire. It's so hard to control. Spark and a sizzle and a flame will catch. The fire burns quick. But how long can it Swept into the breeze On carousel Horses now Breaking free Full galloping Whirlwind romance Two tickets for a ride That was never meant to last But here we are Still together, here we are, more determined than ever. Oh, that was Brushfire off the self-titled album, debut release by uh, Ryan Davis, all original music. Very, very cool. And uh, you were talking about the segue with Tom on Brushfire. Yeah, we well, just a couple minutes before so we take a little break. I didn't know Tom... Obviously, while we were working on Brushfire, yeah. but as uh, you know, you get into singing and performing, you'll find that all these musicians seem to know one another, right, or work right, one another, right. like like how Tom knew Ken Gregory, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. well, well, Tom's connection with Brushfire was that uh, it came out in 2014, but it hadn't been charted. Yeah, how do you chart it? There was no actual music written. It wasn't done in that way. It yeah. was all in the computer. So, <sighs> getting it out and getting it into a format where it could be. Uh, charted, yeah. it was almost beyond Joe Darnell's and myself's pay grade. Wow. So we found someone who got it out and, yeah. and went through it and charted it for a show that we were cooking up. And that's where Tom jumped in and got to hear that as far as uh, being the guy to play the piano parts Part on, that. Yeah. on those live charts. charts and yeah. we even did it at that Soleil show we did um, in yeah, you did. A, yeah, there's a wonderful song on the album called French Riviera, ah, yeah. which, again, you'd never dream that that was not a song no, that right. wasn't on the radio yeah, back in exact, 1958 or something. that's exactly what I thought when I listened yeah. to it. A and, travel and, song, like, yes. the, good old, like, the, like yeah. the concept album that Sinatra did with, uh, you know, Come Fly With Me album. Yeah. You're thinking that's got to come off I mean, that it's, album. It's full of them. <laughs> good. Right, I mean, that's seriously. Right. I mean, going, it's the whole album is like, so uh, yeah, I can yeah. see why. Well, what's the, uh, well, hold on. We're going to take a short break to support a sponsor near and dear to my heart, Foundation for uh, Premature Infants. Then we're going to be right back, and then we'll roll to the top of the hour without breaks. So we'll be right back. The number of premature infants born in the United States each year 
380,000. That's 9.8% of the total births in the U.S. The foundation for Premature Infants' mission is to advocate for the right of all premature infants to be cared for in a developmentally supportive and age-appropriate manner. Our vision is to ensure that Premature Infants' Bill of Rights is the standard of care for all babies born prematurely 24 hours per day, 365 days per year on all shifts in every neonatal intensive care unit throughout the world. Please consider making a donation by visiting us on Facebook, Foundation for Premature Infants, or at our website, foundationforprematureinfants.org. You are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael in the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say and drinking what he wants to drink. In this case, it's Mocha Crazy Grandma from Variant Brewing. Thanks to Matt Curling and Lauren Curling. Too cool, very tasty. So go check out Variant Brewing. And I have to give a shout out to a mutual friend of ours, Tom, who said to say hello to you, Valerie uh, Jackson. Absolutely. The uh, owner of the Ann Jackson Gallery, an iconic uh, art studio in Roswell, Georgia. Been here 40 plus years. And Valerie has one of the largest collections outside of the Dr. Seuss Foundation of Dr. Seuss works. And they're right in the middle of their uh, displaying all these. They're in a new location. And it is unbelievable uh, when you compare when they were on Canton Street because the space was very small to now being able to see all these works of Dr. Seuss. And he was a friggin' genius. I mean, you, if you just think of him with Cat in the Hat, man, you don't even know the the he, tip of the even, iceberg. Yeah, tip, yeah, thank you, Tom. The tip of the iceberg. And Valerie is a wealth of information. So do yourself a favor and get down to that gallery and check out some of his work because it's crazy. I mean, he... He's done some naughty stuff, even yeah. <laughs> his night works. But uh, well, our jazz group played uh, played in her studio not long ago. Ah, so very cool. You know, so. And the segue uh, where I was going with this segue is that Valerie has been kind enough. The Foundation for Premature uh, Infants tagline is a person's a person, no matter how small. Coming from Horton, here's a who. And Valerie and I have done a number of different uh, joint donations where the foundation has given cash to a needle nail intensive care unit. And then Valerie's given a lithograph of a Horton Here's a Who for uh, them to display in their neonate intensive care unit for family. And, Very and cool. Stay. Right. So right. kudos to Valerie and definitely go down there and support her. Um, but enough about uh, that stuff. Let's get back to music here and talk about, um, you know, your family background, Ryan, because, you know, you're reading the bio. I mean, you started performing at five You've just mentioned on this uh, CD, Brushfire, you've got, you know, everybody and their brother, literally, yeah. playing on it. So talk a little bit about that. Well, it's a musical family, so yeah. I didn't just, uh, I'm not an anomaly. Yeah, you right, know? right. So both <laughs> If you sides... weren't musical in your family, you'd be an anomaly. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So both sides of the family have a history of music. Uh, my mom's side is are known as the Darnells, and uh, they were, as, as I've been told, the first gospel group signed to RCA Victor. Wow. Which is a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, my dad's, uh, he grew up singing and performing. Uh, his family did. So music was a natural for my- And all Georgians. Mm-hmm. Born and raised my Georgian. My mom, Georgian. My dad, yeah. Georgian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, music was a natural for my family, which yeah. I've got brothers and a sister. Sister was the youngest and the last one to come along. So she got away with everything. <laughs> For all you young and only sisters, <laughs> sisters out there, I have a younger sister that got away with everything too. Love so, you, yeah, <laughs> she was surrounded by four. She was surrounded by four boys, and then she was the last girl. And yeah. so, anyway, but yeah, so starting out, uh, my dad taught us singing uh, as very young. I think uh, I probably was learning to sing uh, by probably at four years old, and we cut our first album when I was five. Oh my god! But we did. It was. Uh, at that time, it was three brothers. We did three part harmony. We didn't mess around with just singing the same part. Yeah. And so we did, uh, we sang and did a, we At recorded. five years old, that's crazy. I did the lead and yeah, yeah my brother did a bass part for, as, as a bass, a as voice a can do for, for a little boy can do. <laughs> and, uh, be interesting. so we did a couple gospel, you know, we're, we're in the Bible belt. So, right, and, right. and, uh, we did a couple gospel albums and we did a couple go- uh, country albums and, uh, that took us a lot of places growing up. Um, yeah. we did go to Nashville and, uh, we got up there and, uh, at, we met uh, Barbara Man- Barbara Mandrell on a TV show. They were this is when the TNN network was starting okay, out. Yeah, so that might date, date us a little bit, but uh, uh, they not were relative to Tom and I. No, they, <laughs> yeah, they were relative doing, to me. They were, new. I guess, doing a, uh, a, a trying to put push out a new show, and it was called "You Can Be a Star" on okay. TNN, and it was hosted by Emery. Uh, 
Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Emery. Emery. Okay. And uh, so we were on there and they filmed us singing a song and then we came to the couch and talked to him and Barbara Mandrell was also on there. Oh my God. I don't ever know what became of the show. It may have just been one of those things, a pilot and it yeah. never was picked up. So you don't have a, 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 a video record? There might it. be a, a, a cut of that original somewhere. It seems yeah. like I've seen it because you got those numbers scrolling underneath yeah. somewhere I've seen that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, How uh, cool is that though at five years old? Now, did you feel pressure though? I mean, like a you know the Michael Jackson no. family kind of thing. It wasn't any of that. It was you were totally in. My it. dad always said, "I'm not going to make them practice unless they want to do it." Uh, and so, whenever we didn't practice that much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when we wanted to do it, we'd all yeah, get together yeah. and he'd practice with us. Yeah. And uh, and so, it was nothing like that. We enjoyed it, and yeah. for a while there, you know, things happened growing up, and uh, my dad had some heart issues. I guess kind of a young age. It was yeah. in his forties, and for a while there he couldn't work. And so the the brothers and I were out singing at churches regularly, and that was bringing in the money. We didn't know that pressure was on us. Yeah, uh, that you know they need to be out there singing. We right. just got did the booking, it went it, it yeah. and, and did it, and sang yeah. and enjoyed it. And uh, we didn't know behind the scenes that that was paying for the meal that night mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. So it's really in your DNA from a young age that just do what it takes. Yeah, to get it done. I mean that's such a such an admirable quality, and I think, again, a takeaway. And I think uh, we'll come back and talk more about that because it's fascinating. But I think we ought to hear Love Me. What do you think about that? Because I think that's a nice segue. Family, yeah. love me. Your family obviously <laughs> radiated out of love. Excellent. A lot of love. So uh, what do you think about that? Let's Ryan? love them. All right, let's love up on that. What do you think, uh, Wahid? A little love me. And we're going to be right back. This world is a mess. It's falling apart. Little bit more each and every day All of it crumbles, rust and stains Warps and breaks, shrinks and fades away And it's all going up in flames That's what they tell us With greenhouse gas and acid rain Glaciers melt and lava flows And it blows and the romance goes astray You know a bud among the thorns Has just a moment for its beauty to blossom And then it withers and it's gone I need you to love me, babe I need something that can last I need you to love me yeah, in a world that changes fast Oh, love me far beyond this moment Love me well beyond the trend Till our passion burns away like ashes and Then rises from the ashes again And again and again Love me Back on Rod, the by Michael Litton, the last DJ. That was Love Me. And we were, we were laughing uh, during the song because <laughs> Ryan said, you've probably learned a little something about me, haven't you, Tom? <laughs> you got some respect for me now, don't you? <laughs> he shook his head no. Goes, more, no and more, more and more every day. More and more. But that's uh, that's what uh, we like to pride ourselves on here at Ride the Vibe is, uh, you know, talking about the music and the backstory because it's fascinating and it's hard work. So pick pick up a little bit on your brothers and then uh, segue into so we uh, the future because the show is just flying by. Well, we had yeah, it's fun. You know, fun. Is, that means we're having fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a little modest success as brothers, but basically we were told. I think we did a uh, an album at the studio there where the the uh, Alabama recorded. Oh wow! And we did a, two songs there. They did us two demos, professionally done. Probably the best stuff, sounding stuff we ever did as kids. Yeah, because of where we did it. Right. But my dad shopped that around. Basically, he was told we were too young. They didn't know how to market us uh, right. in that country field right. at that time. So which, there wasn't anybody that young. There really wasn't. I mean, you had the 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 Osmonds in pop, uh, but that was kind of anomaly. And then you had the Jackson 5. Right. But again, they had older siblings right. and younger siblings. Right. And we were all little young, kids. Right. I think the oldest one was 
uh, 11 or 12. Yeah. And then it went downhill from there. Yeah. So, but, you know, we, we kept doing our thing at that point, but we sang and everybody gets older and time goes on. And so a lot, all the brothers get married and do, have their own thing. And so you kind of drift away, but you right. still love the music. And uh, in 2004, we decided to, to uh, do another album. Uh, and uh, that was a time where digital recording home studios were becoming more convenient and easy to set up. And yeah. we had set one up in our home. I'd never yeah. really used the programs of recording and yeah. doing that home. So this became an experiment. And so we did an album. And so that album the brothers, is brothers, you and your, you and your my brothers. brothers yeah. uh, and this time we used our younger brother more. Our younger, the youngest one was, he came along at the point where we couldn't do four-part harmony. Okay. So he just sort of sang lead with me when yeah. we were little, but he was with me. So on this one, we did four-part harmony mm. and we were always inspired by the Beach Boys. We loved yeah. what they did. Yeah. And so we did a whole album and it was also an experiment of the recording process. And that's how I started the recording and learning about that, yep. which led to doing studio work that I also do on the side. Yeah. So we did that. And then, uh, but other than singing occasionally like we do and doing that Is album. Is that available, that album? Available uh, we or? actually do have an album of that. Yeah. I, I should have brought it today. Yeah, that's all right. And we're working on another one, actually. Good. Well, we'll have you back in the <laughs> studio if you're willing, you and your brothers. Uh, sure. We, Why not? We, we love harmonies in here. But, oh, yeah. And and we <laughs> got them. We got a lot of for you. Yeah. But, <laughs> um. You can't have the whole family in here. It's a good sized studio, but your family, Ryan. Yeah, you but got... we're we're all slim and trim though. All right. so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink too much of that variant broom. <laughs> Stand but, straight up. Yeah. At least not right now. But yeah, after right. the way you've talked about it, I'm uh, I think we're we're gonna be a fan. Yeah. But uh no, so everybody kind of did their own thing and yeah. I continued the music side of things, singing right. and performing. And growing up, like I said, we liked the Beach Boys. We liked a lot of the classics. And we always heard Andy Williams. We heard uh, Dean Martin. and Fred. We all kind of liked that type of music. Yeah. So I gravitated towards that, right. especially uh, when I was younger. Harry Connick Jr. was the cool guy, and I was listening to him, and no one else in my school was, but they kind of picked up on it. That's yeah. just the kind of music I like. So right. it's a natural for me to want to sing that standards, those jazz standards. Yeah. And I really love Sinatra when I found him. And I like the way he sang. But the thing is, just because you may like that music, it doesn't mean you're going to have a voice for, for it. it. I mean, we can do, do that. My brothers and I did the country stuff. We did the pop stuff. But yeah, it, it, you got to be able to sing somewhat competently like to do that, that type of music. Right, right. You can't just, you know, come from any genre and do it. You've seen this on American Idol or whatever, yeah, where yeah. these guys, <laughs> okay, today we're doing Jazz Standard Week, and you'll see a lot of people fall by the wayside. They yeah, can't cut it. They just can't do it. So it was just a blessing and a fortunate that my voice had a natural acceptance yeah, of, of that, that music yeah. and, and God pull it off. basically. And so I'm, I'm glad about that. And so that's where the whole me singing this type of music sort of took off. And, and then I just started doing that on the side. A wedding here yeah. and a special event there. Mainly I was doing my studio on the side, picking up little local country groups and giving them their demos and stuff. Yeah. And then every once in a while singing. I really wasn't focusing on the live singing up until, up until the last couple of years ago. Mm. And that's kind of led me to Tom and Tom. the big band and all this stuff. And, I love uh, it. Well, I think we need to hear when you were around. Why not? Let's why, let's do it. I, I, why he? Let's let's hear a little. Let's bit hit him with a little ballad. It yeah. might bring a little tear, but yeah, sometimes you need a little tear in your beer, yeah. especially <laughs> if it's the one right over. <laughs> you can use beer. that one too. Oh my gosh! I got to write that down. <laughs> my life will never be the same without your love. Oh, it's just not the same. It's cold the cereal since you went away No orange marmalade at the breakfast table No big plans made Life has lost its flavor Things will never be As they used to be When you were around 
we'd find our treasure and see all the wonders of the world. But we didn't have to fly all the way to Paris, cause I already knew just how good we had it, and things will never be as grand as they used to be. All right, tears in your beer. <laughs> I'm going to steal that line. That's Ryan. He's writing right here in this well, video. He's inspired. I, I, I have to admit, I stole that from Hank Williams. Is that right? It sounds right. It does yeah. sound like a country, you know, There's country song. There's a tear in my beard. I knew we were going to get him to sing. And you. I'm crying for you, dear. Thank you, Verant Brewing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, sometimes that, if you want a good cry, when you were around can sometimes uh, yeah. bring that out. You know, it, it's one of those songs that touches again, you like that. And again, that's another one. I mean, not to be redundant, but that's another one that you would think, or I thought, is someone else did that, Sinatra. Or yeah. It just, they're just so, I don't know, great. I that's a good it. word. I like, I'm like. <laughs> i just going to leave it at that right. and turn it back. So we, we're almost, I mean, it's flying by. We're going to get a couple more songs in, y'all. But uh, talk about where you're going next, where you all are going together collaboratively. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I've been focused on doing studio work. And I got tired, I guess, of, uh, and I still do it on the side. In yeah. fact, I'm working on a project for my parents right now. Okay. My parents sang in a trio ah. when I was a baby. Oh, my God. And they sang all around with Jerry Falwell in the, in, in, back in the day. where wow. He was a big preacher mm. back yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. And he oh, was one yeah. of the, he was, they were one of the groups that followed where he went. And, and played sang. behind him or warmed Just up before Warmed him. up the crowd, sang some yeah. gospel songs and stuff. And they had some pretty good uh, albums. They did two, but they had really one good one. So I've been working on a project for them that's uh, it's in the mastering stages now, so it's nearly done. Oh, my gosh. But other than that, you know, just taking on the side work for studio is okay, but I wanted to get out there and sing more and focus on performing yep. if I could sing and see if I could pick up some gigs. Yeah. And I'm not looking for stardom, although if somebody wants to come talk to me, I'll yeah. listen to them. Yeah. But if I'm if I can if I can <laughs> listen promoters and Rob, <laughs> oh we have one in the studio. If I, <laughs> How convenient is that? <laughs> if I could pay the bills and and sing doing it, I yeah. would be happy with that. Being a small fit, being a big fish in a small pond is yeah. okay by me. Yeah. So doing this, I started singing more, and I picked up a few steady places at a restaurant here and a an event there. Yeah. And uh, Tom came along with the big band Atlanta, which I met because of Brushfire coming out in 2014. Yep. And I kind of piddled around with them. They didn't really do too much, but occasionally they would get a gig. Yeah. And so we decided uh, to do a, a show ourselves, me and uh, this guy, Mac Dillon, I sang with, I was yeah, talking to you about, talking about yeah. We did a big band show in Ballground last year. Okay. And uh, early this year. And they yeah. both went pretty well. Uh, 200 plus people. Wow. And it, the place only holds about 200. It's a winery. Yeah. yeah. Off of, uh, in Ballground, off yeah. uh, Old Highway 5, called the Feather's Edge, by the way. And uh, Tom was there and he played yeah. on it. And Tom, you know, he was uh, kind enough to... Uh, respond back after the show and talk about kind of what he was seeing between uh, Mac Dillon and myself yeah. and offering his services to help facilitate either that two-man show yeah. or whatever variation you want to do. So in this case, it, me, since yeah. the other guys kind of moved away. Yep. And uh, I, Tom was gracious enough to offer his services and I took him up on it. Yeah. Uh, and we've kind of started working together now and under we don't have too many shows under our belt per se alone. We've yeah. done... We've done two shows at that Mount Vernon Towers, which is a retirement yeah. uh, facility. Well, immediately, I, as you were talking about the Soleil Laurel Canyon, I'm thinking about that kind of audience, and they're springing up everywhere. Yeah, I mean, bigger and prolific. bigger. More, I mean, uh, and that yeah. audience loves and, that. And those music. audiences need to be entertained. Correct. And and uh, there's, a, there's literally a huge market for. Yeah. It. And, and where it, and where we're coming from in the Jasper area, where I'm coming from in the Canton area, yeah. and this area, a lot of those retirements are people. They're going up there to retire. They're, yeah. they're up there. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to be in Atlanta, yeah. although I'll take a, a gig in Atlanta sure, for sure. Sure, and and I And also, let's not discount the, the younger demographic right. as well. When they're exposed to this music, yeah. and there's a reason why this is good music standards and it has yeah. lasted for so long. Right. When they get a chance to hear it, yeah. nine out of ten are going to find something about it they love Absolutely. and they've never heard before. Yeah. Just classic. So, yeah, great mean, date and, music. And, I mean, are you kidding me? You don't want to get a absolutely. bottle of champagne and get some roses for your lady and put this music on? Yeah. If and, it and doesn't I, lead to romance, I don't know what will, Tom. Exactly. <laughs> and I just wanted to add, you know, as you might imagine, I've accompanied a lot of 
so-called, uh, you know, Rat Pack style crooners. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them are very talented singers, but they they don't really bring the authenticity, yeah. the the knowledge of the genre, yeah. and the talent to it that, that Ryan, Ryan, it was just immediately evident to me yeah. that, but, I mean, you know, you, you, you didn't just, uh, just pick the, the tunes up yesterday. <laughs> Very good, Tom, just the way I told you. <laughs> he's, well, he's reading. You, did, those you, you, you left out the word outstanding, but we'll let it slide. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and it's a great segue because the one song we're going to play tonight or today is uh, off of the, or from the American Standard Songbook called More. Right? Yes, sir. So let's tee that one up. Segwaying into Tom's comments. Let's hear a little more. More than the greatest love the world has known. This is the love I give to you alone More than the simple words I try to say I only live to love you more each day More than you'll ever know My arms long to hold you so my life We'll be in your keeping, waking, sleeping, laughing, weeping. Longer than always is a long, long time. But far beyond forever, you're gonna be mine. I know I've never lived before. And my heart is very sure No one else could love you more We're back on Ride the Vibe. That was more out of, uh, from the uh, American uh, Songbook standard, standard American Songbook. That's right? one of the standards. Yeah, that's a standard, and I, that one of the ones that we're playing tonight. That's not uh, not your uh, an original. Not from the original album, yeah, but that's that. okay. Uh, the the standards are uh, are wonderful. Yeah, to sing and uh, timeless and uh, always appreciated, and, and and people know them. But you can you can see. I mean, if people are listening to the show. Listen, we played uh, six songs. Now, that was the seventh. And pick out the one that, you know, wasn't original or is original. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, uh, the thing about it is, like, for example, the show I've done with Big Band Atlanta, Yeah, they really want to feature uh, the original stuff, which is great for yeah. me because the album, uh, you know, helps me promote the album and maybe people want to buy it. Yeah. But I always feel like you got to give the crowd songs they know, too. They're not right. going to know the originals right away. Right. And you got to sort of... Intra introduce those in little yeah, by little. In. And so maybe someone heard me sing one or two songs that's original from Brushfire yeah. and they liked it. Maybe they buy it, they learned about the song, then they get to know it because we don't have the radio stations to get not the public. Anymore. Yeah, I not know. like it used to be. So no. you got to go out there and do it on your own. So yeah. you don't want to do a whole show of originals right away. Yeah. You got to, and, and it's a pleasure to do the standards. I love those songs as well. Yeah. So uh, you got to have a good balance and, uh, and so we've always done that, but um, and you're available. You're going to mark yourself as a quintet or scaled down, slim down, depending it, on the the, 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 need. the venue the or venue scaled up or scaled up to big band, depending yeah. on what what the need is. We can do. I mean, I can go all the way by myself with uh, you know, my little tracks and my little yeah. sound system, all the way up to a full big band. It yeah. depends on the the desire of the venue and yeah. the event. And uh, also the budget, you know, yeah. if you're if you're going to get 17 guys out there, you got to make it worth their while. Well, I think, you know, Tom, I'm immediately thinking that Ryan would be a great fit uh, either with another accompaniment at Deep Roots Winery. 
and tasting room. Absolutely. You know, wine and and a, and, and, and a number of other places. I mean, come on, Roswell. Yeah. So how can they get a hold of you, Ryan? What's the best way to, or Tom, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, uh, since Tom is uh, kind of, we're working together like yeah. this, they can reach us either way. Yeah. Uh, but right now, my, my main connection with the public is uh, is Facebook. Okay, perfect. So I've got the uh, Facebook, I think it's Ryan Davis Crooner yep. at Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's the best way to reach me. And that also, that's where I put up where I'm going to be Playing. doing something next yeah. or am I, if I'm going to how be, they can get a hold of you. Yeah. And they then can they reach can me. reach out to and Tom Atlanta and Atlanta plays, plays it forward, forward, which is a platform for a number of musical yep. projects. Yeah. And, but, and, uh, up and coming musicians can reg, not, I, I use the word register Tom, but they can talk, talk yeah, about they, what they can they, do. They can download their press kit and yes. there's no charge for that. Yeah. And then there, so if someone is out looking for, a crooner. The general public can review their press kit. For a wedding or for an event. So it's really a repository yes. for uh, musicians to be in, in the mix when people are looking for music. So it's very cool. Yep. And it doesn't cost anything. So why wouldn't you do that, people? Up, up and coming musicians. That's right. So I said, I told you no gotcha questions. And I hope this isn't a gotcha question. But why is the word crooner primarily associated with men and not women? And how did the word crooner, I mean, what, what's your take on that? Well, I, I did a little my, my Wikipedia research, but. I'm sure you probably know more than I know. No, no, no. I, I don't <laughs> really know. I, I haven't really looked into the history of the word crooner, but yeah. I think it was, uh, it's, uh, it's the style of, of a singer. singer. Yeah. It's like the, it's either the it's saloon, saloon song yeah. or a torch song. Yeah. And the way those songs are, come are, out, are delivered. Come out, are delivered. Yeah. It's it's a crooning style, and that I think it's the it's the delivery style that would categorize, categorize someone as a crooner. a crooner. So for that matter, uh, there can be a female crooner. crooner. I think like um, when Judy Garland sings that song, uh, uh, "The Man That Got Away." Yeah, from that she song, would be considered that would be a crooning crooner. performance. Well, you'll appreciate this. From 1930, even the New York Times predicted that crooning would be a passing fad. The newspaper printed, they sing like that because they can't help it. Their style is begging to go out of fashion. <laughs> this is 1930 again, y'all. Crooners will soon go the way of tandem bicycles and <laughs> mahjong and miniature golf. <laughs> well, guess what, New That's York right. Times? You got it wrong. Because right. <laughs> we're here in the year 2019 loving the crooning. Yeah. <laughs> you got, yep. And we, we've got, um, I want to play just because it's only appropriate. I want to close the show with, Tick tock time, off a of brush fire, original. but uh, but yeah, an original, original song. song, and it wasn't rocket science for me to end the show with that because it talks about running out of time. But uh, just but parting thoughts as uh, in general, anything you just want? Uh, happy to have been invited for this yeah. to do this show with Tom and uh, thank you so much. Those out there looking to hire a good quintet or a good band, a good singer who put on a show. Yeah. They just don't sing the songs one after the next, but they have fun with the crowd. And a lot of backstory. Get in They'll touch with us. Yeah. Get in touch with Tom and I. I love it. And uh, we'll help you out. Very good. <laughs> Ryan Davis. Tom? Well, so, I mean, and, and I could support uh, and have accompanied uh, a lot of people, but if you if you, if you you choose Ryan, I mean, you've got a scalable, like we said earlier, you can have Ryan by himself. You can have Ryan in a huge show. Yeah. And, and he's affordable, and I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe in him. Yeah. I know, and you're, you you are the consummate guy in Roswell. Honored to have you and honored to know you as a friend. You were on one of my first Ride the Vibes. Well, let's end the show. Michael Litton, the last DJ, with a little tick-tock time off a of brush fire. Ryan Davis's uh, release. Thank you, Michael. You are welcome, guys. I'm in a stew, what do I do? Don't want to go to work, I'm an hour late I'm not awake, just want to lie in bed and dream A dream Set the record straight Better get her done, son, cause the hour is grown late Maybe there's a DJ out there somewhere And a list of things 
Oh.